When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 557, Five Ways to be Thrifty Without Being Lame by Colin Wright of ExileLifestyle.com and I'm Justin Mollick. How's it going, old friend? I say old friend because old or O-L-D stands for Optimal Living Daily. And if you're new here, this is where I narrate blogs for you, sometimes books, all for free. And that is big thanks to listeners like you. Many are contributing, possibly you listening right now. And I did hit my first goal on Patreon, which will keep our newest podcast, Optimal Living Daily Relationships, funded. The money's going right to that. And my next goal will help me edit the five episodes per day. I'm still doing a lot of it myself and five shows daily adds up to many, many hours of work. If you wanna help and get ad-free and promo-free versions of this show, plus handwritten cards from me and more, check out my Patreon page. The shortcut link is oldpodcast.com slash help. For now, let's hear another minimalism post and start optimizing your life. Five Ways to Be Thrifty Without Being Lame by Colin Wright of exilelifestyle.com. It's a common misconception that if you are thrifty, you are cheap. You're a penny-pinching ninny who doesn't care for material pleasures, owns a piggy bank or some other coin-stuffed animal, and absolutely refuses to live because living would mean going out and spending your hard-earned dollars instead of hoarding them in the bank for those extra pennies in interest each year. This is, as you might have gathered from the title, not always the case. Sure, there are some people for whom saving is a reward all unto itself that desire no pleasure beyond that of a steadily inflating investment fund and for whom mint.com is like And you know what? Good for them. They found what makes them happy. Let's leave them to swim in their vault of gold coins, Scrooge McDuck style, and talk about saving while still enjoying everything else in life. I'll give you a rundown of five different approaches and concepts that should be considered, and hopefully one or more will be palatable enough for you to make use of. Number one, buy secondhand. Once, not that long ago, shopping at a consignment store would be seen as very hipster, edgy, and antisocial. Who knows why, probably something to do with communists. And while this may still be true in some areas, largely the Buffalo Exchanges, Plato's Closets, and yes, even the goodwills of the world have become quite mainstream, with people from all economic classes, cultural backgrounds, and age groups filling the aisles, all looking for a good deal on gently worn clothing and accessories in their size. Even better, you can find just about anything on Craigslist, insert casual encounters joke here, from cars to computers to crossbows to many other things that start with C. Other letters of the alphabet are also represented, though probably grudgingly. You can even find garage sale style classifieds on Facebook these days. Bottom line, if you want to pay a mere fraction of an item's cost, consider buying it used and you can save a lot of money. And this is technically recycling, so good job. 
Number two, buy refurbished or reconditioned or recertified. For those of you who don't know what a refurbished or reconditioned, recertified product is, basically it amounts to a company taking a product, usually electronics, but not always, that has been returned for some reason and reselling it after going through and fixing whatever problems might exist. I know, I know, it sounds a little iffy, but consider this. A computer that is put through the reconditioning process is cheaper, closely inspected, and rebuilt to meet the specifications of a new computer, and generally comes with all the trimmings that a new one would, though usually in a different box. I personally have had fantastic luck with Apple refurbed computers and iPods, and Dell computers and monitors that have been refurbished. In fact, I almost hate to buy new products from them sometimes, as the one time I've had a stuck pixel on a Dell monitor was the one time I bought one new. P.S. Keep in mind that there are very non-reputable refurbishers out there, usually third-party companies that buy up bad stock to get working just long enough to sell to well-meaning and good-looking people like you. Be smart and Google search any online company before dealing with them to see if any complaints or forum conversations about them rise to the top. Generally though, buying a refurbished product from the company that originally produced it should be a safe bet. They don't wanna put out shoddy products with their name on it. Number three, Buy the outgoing generation. I get it, I seriously do. You're an early adopter and to keep your Maven street cred, you need to get the newest styles, newest technology, and newest products as soon as they come off the assembly line. Sooner if you have a friend who works the conveyor belt. It's your thing, it's cool. All the same, we live in a very consumerism-obsessed society and it would be smart to take a close look at the specs and benefits of the newest of the new gadget before dropping your paycheck on it. Most companies will release new revisions to pre-existing lines. Again, this mostly applies to electronics, but also to cars, clothing, etc. They're mainly fodder for press releases and not much else. These new versions might have a new function, different color scheme, or a button on the elbow. The elbow? What the But a lot of times, a 20% markup over the previous generation will not be a worthwhile investment and you'd be better off buying a more proven and cheaper version. If you're lucky, you may even be able to buy a lightly used version off of someone who's upgrading, suckers. Number four, pay up front. This probably won't come as a surprise to most of you, but it could use reiteration all the same. If you can buy something up front, do not charge it instead. I know, I know, it's just so easy. You put that new Xbox game or new pair of slacks on your card and forget about them, but then you end up paying more for something you should have just bought outright. I call this idiot tax, Because honestly, people, if you're exchanging the fruits of your labor, money, for the fruits of someone else's labor, super monkey ball, then both fruits should already be planted, grown, and ripe before the exchange is made. Another way to look at the pay up front model is explained eloquently by Trent over at The Simple Dollar. Trent says that you should consider the total cost of owning something before deciding on whether or not to buy it, as the product that is cheaper at first, lower cost to buy, might end up being far more expensive over the course of its lifetime, resources it consumes, cost of upkeep, cost of time, etc. Number five, fewer possessions. The idea of saving money by having fewer possessions seems like a tough, Spartan approach to being thrifty, but hear me out because it actually has benefits above and beyond just saving some change. When you reduce the number of things you own, hopefully by selling them or donating them, not by destroying them, you create value for someone else you reduce the amount of space you need to hold your stuff, and you free up extra money to be used on other things. A really positive way to approach this is by appealing to your own consumerist needs. If you have fewer things, then the things that you do own can be top of the line. It's like getting rid of three golf carts and buying a Prius. Upgrade. 
plus getting rid of excess stuff is very therapeutic. I go through my apartment once a month and donate or sell anything I haven't used lately. And every single time I do it, it's like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Who knows, the whole process could end up saving you money on a psychiatrist as well. You just listened to the post titled, Five Ways to Be Thrifty Without Being Lame by Colin Wright of ExileLifestyle.com. He has a little update to that post where he talks about how he's not a big fan of list-style posts like these. You can find that on the original article, which is linked in this episode's description. And I want to agree that if you're gonna buy refurbished stuff, that you should get it from the company instead of like third-party refurbished sellers because I've tried that and it did not work out well for me. But I do think if you get it from the company itself, that's a much better way to go. And if you've decided to contribute around seven cents or more per episode to remove the ads and self-promotional content, I greatly appreciate it. Actually, you won't even hear this since it will be removed for you. But if you listen to the regular podcast feed, you are keeping this going. It means a lot, so thank you. I just hit the first goal, which is amazing. And my next goal is to get more help editing all of these episodes. It's five every single day, which comes to about 27 a week. And that's a lot of work. I've done well over a thousand episodes across all five podcasts, and I go through each of them very, very carefully. It's just not sustainable anymore, especially as we come up with more show ideas. So if you're able to contribute just seven cents per episode, it's actually less than that, it comes to $2 a month. That'll give you a special podcast feed where self-promotional content like this will be removed for you. The repetitive ending music and where Dan comes in will be gone. And you can contribute more for bigger rewards if you want, like handwritten letters from me. To check it all out, come by oldpodcast.com slash help. It would mean a lot. Thank you for listening all the way through and every day. I'm trying to do a full week of minimalism style posts, so we'll continue with that in about 24 hours where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.